7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you and uh, good evening and thanks for joining us on uh, the show. Uh, my name is Tabiso Musia, Katako Mudiba and Deolom Kalipia producing and Sylvester Komane is with us in technical tonight. We did mention last night that we'll continue our focus on school sports and what's happening in our schools. Last night we spoke to the DG of the sports department, Mr. Alec Muyemi, about their programs for school sports. Tonight we'll put the spotlight on football in schools. That is because there is that legal battle that is still ongoing between SAFA and the South African schools for association with both parties seemingly fighting for the control of schools football in the country so SASFA president Mr. Mandla Shoes Mazibuko will join us to talk about schools of football and who is actually running uh, the football the schools football at the moment because this battle has been in front of the courts for some time now but before that uh, we are going to go over to France shortly to speak to former Springbok player Pet Lambie who announces retirement from the sport from rugby a couple of days ago at the age of 28 and uh, if you had, if, if if you've read the reports, of course, it it cited the series of concussions that he has suffered as a reason for his uh, early retirement. And Pet Lambias thing has agreed to speak to us from Paris, where he was on the books of Racing ninety two, and we'll go there shortly. Feel free to join our conversations at any time on 0891-104-207. You can SMS us on four zero nine three eight, and you we take WhatsApp voice notes on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven, and it's hashtag SAFM spot on on social media for the story behind the action catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7pm so let's go all the way to Paris then France and welcome on the line the recently retired uh, Pet Lambi Pet good evening and thank you very much for finding time to speak to us on SAFM good evening Tabiso and thank you very much to you for having me on your show Pet, you surprised many South Africans when you announced your retirement uh, from rugby at just 28 years old. How long have you been sitting on that decision for? It's all been quite recent. Um, obviously, it's been quite a, a process that I've been through over the last few months, trying to get on top of the post-concussion symptoms that I've been suffering from. And eventually, after numerous appointments with uh, doctors and specialists, both here and back in South Africa, the final decision was made last week to call an end to my career. I understand that you tried everything you could. What did you try and what kind of advice were you getting from the doctors that you visited? Yes, that's right. I really tried everything to give myself the best chance of making a full recovery and potentially getting back out onto the field um, from rest to uh, three different courses of medication. I had um, treatment on my neck, eye rehabilitation exercises, I had treatment on my jaw, I was sent for MRIs, um, I was sent for blood tests, so I mean uh, uh, we, we've explored every avenue and eventually um, the only real option now is to, is to continue with the medication to avoid any strenuous exercise that brings on the symptoms and makes it worse and, and obviously to stop all contact sports. And how hard a decision is it, Pet Lambie, to accept that you won't be able to play rugby again? I'm sure you still had uh, many plans for the game. Yeah, that's correct. It's been a, it's been a huge decision to have uh, had to make. Um, I'm obviously gutted that I won't be able to play anymore. I, I still had some goals and dreams that I would like to have lived out and achieved on the field. Um, but having said that, it's also, I know my health is, is more important and... I guess I, I was getting the same information from all the specialists and doctors that I saw, so um, it did make the decision a little bit easier. And I guess it's, it's somewhat a relief now that I know I'm not at any further risk of, of more head injuries or, or a more serious head injury. Mm. And we understand, I read somewhere, that you must now avoid strenuous exercises and sports that require contact. Is this correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. So... That's the advice or some of the advice from specialists. So I'm, I'm lucky that I can do some cardio, so running and cycling and swimming and those sorts of things that actually make me feel a little bit better with regards to my symptoms. Um, but, you know, heavy weight sessions in the gym and um, obviously having to take contact or, or do any sports that, that would risk uh, having a collision on my head, um, I must avoid. Mm. 
And 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 if you do, then you expect to make a proper recovery, and you should be fine. Yes, I hope so. Um, they, they say it could be a, a long process, um, but I must uh, keep believing that I'm going to get better. I must uh, keep monitoring uh, the the good days and the bad days, and the little things that that make me feel better and make me feel worse. And um, and eventually, I should make a, a complete full recovery. And with your wife, uh, Kate, expecting later this year, was was that also a big part of your decision not to prolong your rugby career? And congratulations on that. Uh, thank you very much. Um, look, I would have loved to have had my child and my children um, have the opportunity to watch me play. Um, but the fact that we are expecting, it does put a bit of perspective on the whole situation. Um, and it's something for us to really look forward to uh, in the middle of this year. Mm. And you've had a few days now, Pet Lambie, to probably look at the reaction since you announced your retirement and a lot of people have held you as one of the country's finest players and a gentleman of the field. I've read a mm. number of articles, including a wonderful one from Subum Chigeli. So what do you make of the reaction? Yeah, thank you. I've been very overwhelmed. Uh, it's really humbling to have had so many uh, kind words said about me and so many really special tributes. So um, it makes me it makes me very emotional, but also very proud, and and I'm really grateful for everyone who who has commented or who has um, said all these nice things about me. Mm. Having said that, though, CJ Stander is also coming for a lot of criticism for that at, for that first concussion that you suffered. Do you have any hard feelings? How do you look back? No, no, I don't have any hard feelings. Um, I definitely don't think there was. Uh, any intent in that incident probably more reckless than anything else um, but uh, it's you know rugby is a, a contact sport with a lot of uncontrollable unco- situations and um, most rugby players have, have moments where they might feel that they were a little bit reckless so um, he's apologised to me he did immediately afterwards um, and I've moved on from it so uh, everyone can calm down and stop giving him heat shame because he's still got a, a, a long career hopefully ahead of him. Mm. You did suffer another incident, another head knock against your own teammate at the Sharks. How tough was it to come back mm-hmm. from that one? So that was also it was really difficult because um, uh, I was suffering from these these post concussion symptoms for uh, almost three months after that incident. So to have had uh, a second concussion in the space of 11 months and uh, a long period trying to, to shake off the symptoms. It did um, it, it did make me start asking some questions, but again, I was sent to all the specialists and doctors that they were available at the time, and I followed their advice and their, their return-to-play protocols, and I, um, I'd like to say that I made a, a full recovery and I had a, a number of... Um, a number of uh, headache-free um, rugby matches and um, and injury-free games uh, following that that recovery. For those who've just joined us, we are speaking to a former Springbok pet, Lambie, who announced his retirement a couple of days ago. And if you do want to join the conversation, you can call us on 0891-104-207. We take SMSs also on 40938 and WhatsApp voice notes on 061-4104-107. Now, Pet, you played over 50 matches for, for the Springboks. You were two World Cups. You won the Curry Cups with the Sharks. How do you look back at, at your career despite it ending at the age of 28? Yeah, I think I've mentioned this this before in some other interviews I've had. I, although I still would have loved to have played for a little bit longer, I feel very blessed, very fortunate to have had a, an almost 10-year career and to have played in some, some really special teams um, and to have been coached by some amazing coaches. So, uh, you know, I've made friendships that I'll keep with me for the rest of my life and I've got memories as well that I can look back on very fondly for the rest of my days. So. I'm, I'm truly grateful for the journey that I've had. And if I'm not mistaken, you've also kept in the box, I think, against the Barbers in that in the draw at, at Wembley. How big an occasion was that for you? That was enormous. Like it's one thing to to be selected to represent your country, and then to have the opportunity to lead the team out as well. That's um, that was certainly one of the highlights of my career and one of my proudest moments. 
And I'm sure you had one eye on the World Cup this year, Pat, but unfortunately you won't be there. How do you rate the box chances? I really am encouraged to see all the improvements that have been going on and, and I really believe that um, there's something special happening there in that environment and I'm going to be one of the biggest Springbok supporters for the rest of my life, but it's particularly this year, I really hope they can have a, a solid build-up to the World Cup and a very successful campaign. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, Zico Smith says, one of the best fly half fullback the game has had. Injuries really robbed us of a real a talent. And I guess that question is always going to come up. Where did you prefer to play fly half fullback center? Did you have any preference or were you just happy wherever you played as long as you made the teams that you played for? Um, look, I was obviously, uh, my whole career, I was uh, I was very happy filling in wherever I was needed. Um, for the last part of my career, I, I played most of my rugby fly-off, and I think uh, I had most of my enjoyment there with uh, all the involvement um, and the kicking responsibilities and um, getting my hands on the ball often. But look, I had I have some, some really good memories of games at fullback and at centre too. Okay, we've got Sipo that's called us from Deben. Uh, Sipo, uh, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Good evening, Traviso. Uh, I'm so fortunate that I got through. Uh, and just to greet Pat Lambie. How's it, Patrick? Hi, Sipo. How are you doing? I'm very, very good. I, I don't know if Patrick will remember me. Uh, he went to a school which I taught in for some time, and he was a little under 10 at that time when I was teach, uh, coaching and teaching at Clifton. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I think it does, Sipo. <laughs> yeah, I think it does too. <laughs> uh, what an honor and a privilege. I mean, I've, I've, we've obviously seen Patrick and, and what he represented, the true gentleman of the game. And, you know, it's so great to have seen him do so well. And, and I'm just so honored to have a chance to say thank you for everything that he's done for the country and for the rugby. And, yeah, and I think he's, he's, he's one of those. And, and, and one of my claim to fame is that. I think I managed to have coached him at under 10 or something, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So Thank that's you, my people. It, it definitely, it all started with you way back then. Great so. stuff. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Sipo. For, <laughs> Thanks you. so much, Sipo. Thanks for that call. Pat, if you've, if you've learned anything from the game, I mean, what's the one thing that you're walking away with from the sport of rugby? Um, sure, I think there are a number of lessons that I've been very fortunate to learn. Um Obviously, I've been in some leadership positions, so I guess uh, how to handle team environments. Um, and uh, and from a personal level, there have been a lot of uh, highs and also some disappointments and setbacks. So I guess um, keeping your head down and trusting in the process um, is, a, is a big one as well to, to, to bounce back from, from any setbacks or disappointments. Mm. And what's the next chapter now in your life? Will you still be involved in the game at any level? I'm not exactly sure at the moment. Obviously, it's still it's still quite fresh. Um, I'm going to take the next few weeks to to let the whole situation digest a little bit and to look at a, a few options for the future. I, I would love to give back in in some way if I could. I'm not entirely sure if that means coaching or, or whether it would just be with some mentoring or some some skills, or some technical advice or something like that um, down the line. Um, but I'm assessing, well, I'm going to take the next few weeks to assess all, all my options. Mm. And just finally, what, what, what kind of advice would you have for up-and-coming rugby players that are listening to us, that are looking to uh, to be professional players? Um, I got given some advice when I was a young a young player and I tried to live my career like that. It was make sure you're always having fun because if you are having fun, you often are playing your best. So that would be the advice that I'd pass on to any youngster who is wanting to pursue a career in sports, not just rugby. Any sport. Mm. And just before we let you go, we've got sports journalist Kanyiso Chwaku on the line. And uh, we just brought him on just to talk about your career. But before we let you go, Pat, Kanyiso, good evening. Thanks for joining us on SAFM. Kanyiso, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I know you've watched a lot of, of Sharks games and a lot of Springboks games, especially during your time in Devon. Just what would you like to say to Pat Lambie before we let him go? Uh, well, look, I'm a bit lost for words. It's caught me by surprise, but I feel sorry for Pat. Um, I watched him, even at his time at Michael House when he made Craven Week, when he made SA Schools as a very, as a, as a very good fullback. Um, look, I wish him all the best for the future. I mean, 
headlocks are uh, a part and parcel of it, but they're also difficult. I mean, Pat should be in his prime at this point in time. Um, we, sh- we should be seeing the best of Pat Lamby, but I mean, it's, it's, it's stuff that is out of his that is out of his own control. So I, I, I wish him all the best for the future. Okay, nice. Thank you very much, Kenny. So thank you. I appreciate it. Nice one, and, Thanks, we'll, and we'll end with this voice note that's just come in for Pat Lamby. Let's hear it. in Cape Town. I just wanna um, pay my uh, my my respect uh, to Pat Lamby. I mean, he served uh, in Springboks uh, to the highest level. I mean, he's represented us uh, at the highest stage. Uh, at the highest level of uh, 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 rugby uh, in world rugby, I still remember playing the World Cup yake uh, in game against Australia. He's, he's represented as well, and uh, I wish him well. I'm very sad that the injury is keeping him out of the game. Uh, we're gonna miss him as in South Africa as a whole. Uh, in Springboks, we're gonna miss him a lot. Thank you. Okay, Mdange, nice one there. I hope you had that one, Pat. Thank uh, from you, Mdange. Mdange in Thank you, Tavito. Finally, are you going to stay in France for a while? Are you coming back home? What's the plan? Have you decided? We haven't uh, decided exactly when and, and what our movements will be. We, we'll be in France for at least the next month, um, wrapping up some medical appointments and some admin and paperwork on this side of the world. But we'd eventually like to be back in South Africa, whether that's Within the next few months or within the next year, we're not exactly sure. Okay, Pat, we wish you all the best, mate, going forward. Uh, people have, will never so forget much. how you make them feel. And uh, you've certainly left us with some wonderful memories. And we wanted to just bring you on and give you the respect that you deserve. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Thank you very much there, uh, Pat Lambie, for joining us all the way from Paris. Uh, a man who's been forced to retire from the sport of rugby due to the head injuries that he suffered at just the age of 28. He surely had so much more to offer the game, but he's taken it on the chin and uh, we wish him all the best for the next chapter in his life. We're going to hear more from Kwaniso Chwaku after this quick break about Pet Lambi. Kabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's uh, continue talking then to Kanye Tuako from the Tiso Black Star Group. Uh, he's watched a lot of rugby as a sports journalist. And as you heard, he says he watched, he, he watched uh, Pat Lambie from his days at Michael House, Kanye. So did you see that he was definitely one for the future at that time? Could you see? Yeah, look, I mean, he made, he made the Crazy Nick and Nature School side in 2007 and 2008. And there were some very good players at the time. I mean, Michael House had a very good side. I think in the 2007 side, they had uh, Ross and Guy. They also had, who's this guy plays for the Lions again? Um, plays right in Gruan Combrink. So yeah. that, that, remember, so he came from that team. And that's Michael House 2007 side. And he, he, and he was a starting fullback. And he used to run very, very good lines at the time. And clearly... He made SA Schools team as a fullback, but if you look at how his career turned out, they actually blossomed as a flop. I mean, those who remember the 2010 Curry Cup final will remember the face chance that he gave to Scalzberg on his record scoring. One was a very good try and actually helped the Sharks win comfortably 30-10. So, look, you could always see that Landy was going somewhere. And, look, I, I still think that he could have been handled better by South Africa. But, again... I think his versatility also became his, um, his number one enemy because if you look at the history of versatile rugby footballers in South Africa, you find that they're always asked to fill his gaps instead of being able to focus on one position. I think if there was something missed within South African rugby was giving Pat Landy a specific position and say, Patrick, this is your best position, stick to it. And for you, where was his best position? Number 10, that was an out-and-out flop. It did all the basics, but you always felt that he had that extra. He had that, he had that expense. He had that thing, if I can put it that way, as a flop. He didn't always look like he could deliver it, but sometimes you could find that half gap. You could find that touch finder. He had a, te- he had a feel for the game that, um, unfortunately, you can't coach, you see. Um, I think it's, um, Jay Quiet tried his best to bring it out of him. Um, I think it was also to an extent Gary Gold, especially when Gary Gold gave him the captaincy at the Sharks. The team, I think, at the time, let him down because I think Pat played some really good rugby, but um, for some reason, the Sharks weren't quite killing at the time. So at times, you felt that Pat, as much as a good player that he was, you always felt at times he was not always, not, he didn't always quite have the best support crew that he would have loved. But look, 
He's been a wonderful servant. I mean, the fact that he was never a first choice in any position, and yet he played 56 times on the Springboks. I mean, I mean, I think it speaks volumes for 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 for, for his quality. Mm. And uh, I spoke to Pat about that CJ Stander incident. He says he has no hard feelings. A lot of people have uh, have weighed in on that, still criticizing CJ Stander for that. What do you make of the criticism? Ah, uh, come on. I mean, look, sometimes it's difficult to explain to people who've never played rugby that when you charge down, you charge down. Sometimes you try to get out of the direction of a ball and you never go, rugby players never go out onto the field with the intention to injure or maim an opponent. There, I unless um, I, I've been watching a different say, oh, there's a, an alternative world of rugby where players go out and pitch and injure one another. I mean, we've seen so many incidents where players charge down and for some reason they end up in wrong positions and there's a collision. I mean, if you look at there's been a number of of, of contract incidents where you, you really see that there was no malice intended. And if you look back at that, at that June 11 to 2016 incident, there was no malice intended by CJ Stan. It just so happened that at the time it was ruled to be against the law. And I mean, rugby's trying to tighten up its rules in terms of how they deal with concussion-related incidents and whether... You, but the thing is, the, the, the thing is that rugby's missing. How do you measure intent? Do the player try to obstruct or, com- or injure a player with intent? So, look, if, if there are people who are still giving CJ grief, I think they need to have their heads examined because that, if I still look at that incident and I still feel that that was... It, it, it was within the spirit of the game. He tried to protect the ball, but unfortunately, Pat Landry was on the receiving end of, um, of, a, of, of a difficult charge down. Mm. And I've I've read a lot of reviews, and I'm sure you've had numerous times to speak to Pat Lambie. How was he off the field? Because he seemed so calm, composed, and collected on the field. And uh, the reports that I've read, they describe him as a true gentleman of the game. Sarah gentleman, Sarah, Sarah gentleman. I remember. I mean, I think, I think the fact that he's actually, I think the fact that he still remembers me. I think it's been a while since I've actually spoken to Pat Lambie, but you find that if he comes, if he walks into a press area, or the people, you greet people individually find out how they are, how are things. And like he, he, he never came across as a person who wasn't out of touch with what was happening around him. So he was a very, still is a very intelligent person. If you talk cricket, you find that he's very informed about cricket. After all, he was a first team player when he was at Michael House. So, I mean, Pat Lang was a gentleman, like a Sarah, Sarah, Sarah gentleman. You, 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 you could never fault him in that regard and say that he, he, he was also he was a very good guy. I mean, in, I remember every, even if you'd asked him, Typical questions in press conferences. They always gave you honest answers. They're always honest about himself. They're always honest about how he played his own rugby. If he felt that he didn't have a very good outing, he'd tell me that, you know what, I didn't have a very good game. But also, it was always about the team and it's about him. Okay, great stuff. Kanyiso Chaku, thank you very much for uh, joining us on SAFM uh, just to uh, give us some more insight into the career of a pet lamb. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. That is Kanyiso Chwaku there from the Times, uh, from the Tiso Black Star Group. Rather, is a sports writer, right? So everything, this boy, cricket, football, rugby, everything, even the Doozy Canoe Marathon, he does cover. And we've got an SMS here that says, Still, Darkhana men, Darkhana man for bay. Man, I haven't done Afrikaans since high school. Don't know why you're doing this to me. Still, Darkhana aman for bay. If my Afrikaans serves me well, it says, be still, there goes a man. And I do think it comes from a famous old Afrikaans poem. But uh, maybe somebody can enlighten us. You can drop us an SMS on 40938 just to tell us about that saying and exactly where uh, does it uh, come from. And uh, there's no name on that SMS, unfortunately. I couldn't read out the name. But uh, uh, yeah, thank you to the, I can see the contributions also on uh, Twitter there. Uh, people are uh, praising uh, uh, Pet Lambi. Uh, another SMS, another tweet rather says that uh, there goes says he was a true gentleman of the game pet lambi somebody says if it wasn't for injuries uh, pet lambi should have will have been in the springbok team for the world cup definitely that's where we're going to leave that conversation next because up next we continue our focus on uh, what is happening as far as sports is concerned in uh, in our schools and we spoke to the dg of the sports and recreation department last night mr alec muemi to find out about the programs that they have and the partnership that they have with the dbe the department of uh, 
basic education. We also speak to PESA, the, they are responsible for physical education. Of course, the Physical Education Institute of South Africa about what they do. And tonight we want to find out um, about football in schools. What is happening? Who is still running the school's uh, football program? And we're going to speak to SASFA president, the South African Schools Football Association, President Mr. Mandla Shoes Mazuboko up next. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Okay, so we are joined on the line by uh, Mr. Mandla Shuz Mazibuko, who is the president of SASFA, to find out what's in store for their programs this year. And remember, there's also that small matter of uh, that uh, uh, court in issue with SAFA. And Mr. Mazibuko will also give us the latest regarding that. Mr. Mazibuko, good evening, sir. And thank you once again for being able to join us on SAFM. Good evening, Tabiso, and evening to your listeners at home. It's a brand new year, Brashus. How is the program looking like for schools football this year? And uh, when do your programs kick in? Hey, yes, man, I should have said compliments <laughs> of the new season to you. Thank uh, you. So, although we started the year on a little bit of a uh, back foot, mm. uh, football-wise, on two fronts, uh, let me hasten to say uh, condolences, you know, to our fallen uh, hero, Chipa Masinga. Uh, you might know that he was an ambassador for one of our programs, yes. uh, McDonald's, together with the other legends in the, the, the under 14 that we're running. So it's a, it's a huge loss, not only to the family, friends, the other fellow legends, to all of us. Mm-hmm. We feel it and we say, may his soul rest in peace. And on that note, he actually came through the school's football. He was an advocate for school's football, Phil Masinga. He was always saying that we need to go back to the basics. How important is, is school's football? School's football is a bedrock of development. Uh, we we have got uh, a lot of challenges uh, that we need to to address to make sure that school's football take its rightful place uh, so that we can achieve what we all are aspiring to. Uh, remember, I, I said to you, there were two setbacks. I just started with the one of Phil, mm. but the other setback was, in fact, not a setback, the blessing in disguise, that uh, we did not uh, qualify to host the AFCON. It was a blessing in disguise, because that it gives us an opportunity to now focus in building and uh, in so doing. We need uh, for football, we need schools football, uh, uh, that uh, we, we focus our energies, we focus our expertise uh, uh, to ensure that uh, what, what, what we call the end goal of Vision 2022. Are you mm. with me? Yes, uh, I Tanto? am. Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Yeah. Mm. So I'm, I'm saying maybe that is giving us an opportunity to focus on uh, 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 the, the development of football. Uh, development of football is, is the same like uh, the school situation. You you don't start from metric and hope then uh, to go down to grade R or grade zero. You start that side, you grow. And if you have a solid foundation there at the beginning, during your primary school phase, during your secondary school, your metric past rate will be very, very strong and good. When you go to the university, which is then your AFCONS, your World Cup, that is where we know that we, we shall have done our best. But given the challenges that we have, and the, the, the various stakeholders, I believe 2019 is the year to set aside the differences, and each stakeholder uh, must take its rightful place. Mm. And as as for what do you have planned for this year? Uh, our programs are, are, are beginning to take shape. As you know that the schools have just reopened a week or so ago. Mm. Uh, the registration have started. We have the four age groups that uh, we have been having. But uh, I must say that uh, 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 the entry forms are being distributed from our offices. Entry forms uh, for Danone under 12. Uh, sadly, we, we we don't have a a sponsorship, uh, as you might know, uh, for under 14 that McDonald has uh, did not renew after nine years. 
Mm. Our sponsorships run a cycle of three years, three years, three years. After the last three years, Stuart McDonald decided to focus on other uh, avenues. But I can tell you that we're having a sponsorship to replace McDonald, standing ready, just waiting uh, for the shenanigans between us and SAFA uh, to be cleared because the sponsors do not want to get involved in, you know, an untidy situation. Mm. But uh, then we're still having Copa uh, Coca-Cola, under 15 is up and running, and uh, we, we, we would be unveiling an under 17 sponsor. So there are four age groups that we are organizing, uh, like we have been doing all these years. The two uh, slots would be filled in once the issue of the dispute uh, between SAFA and SASFA is finally resolved. Mm. So does that mean that you are still um, running schools football at the moment while this shenanigans, while this matter is still ongoing? Indeed, uh, 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 so we're still running the page because we have the mandate to do so. Uh, we we elected by our members, we are elected by the constitution, and, and ironically, the very same SAFA constitution uh, that is in dispute uh, is the one that gave birth uh, to us, uh, the one that gave uh, uh, conducted the election. So we're running, we're still doing that in our programs. So I must indicate that uh, irrespective of the outcome of uh, the case, our programs would continue because uh, uh, the case is to regularize the relationship. The case, uh, the dispute is not about to say we close or open the other uh, structure. Mm. And before we go into that dispute, just enlighten us here uh, on the difference between schools football and youth football. What is the difference there uh, that, is, so that, that is a crucial uh, question you are asking. You know, you have a, literally every part of the country you have schools. Mm-hmm. And where there are schools, there are pupils. And where there are pupils, you'll find learners, and majority of them, uh, like football. Football is a national sport. And therefore, we need to spread our wings and make sure that in all those football, uh, in all those schools, uh, football is being played in an organized manner, which is our mandate. But then in the very same areas, you have, you have uh, LFAs, you have uh, regions for, for SAFA, and you have clubs. Now, not, not all areas have organized clubs, because you and I know that in lot of, lot of, most of the townships, you find that uh, uh, our, the elders, the ones that we call Labopres and so forth, are responsible for those clubs. So the, the, those who are running clubs, they use the same kids that attend school, but they don't interfere during school time and school program. It is where you need to draw a parallel that the very same school football uh, is the same child because it's the same age group. So we, be, we must be a conduit. As schools, we're preparing uh, those youngsters after school and over the weekend. They must go to the SAFA LFA. They must go to the SAFA region. They must go to the clubs. Where there are no clubs, SAFA must take advantage of the schools that play and participate all over the country because you have the schools, but you don't have the clubs all over. There is why even you can have nine provinces, even in the league, you only have 16 clubs uh, uh, in PSL. But you know that uh, they, the majority come from Houghton. So how do we make sure that uh, you differentiate and make sure that the school's football empowers uh, the club football, which is the youth football, is to make sure that there is a, 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 a good working relationship to identify you have a lot of players that play at school but do not belong to clubs. Mm. And that is an anomaly that must be addressed. Okay. For those who've just joined us, we are talking to the South African Schools Football Association President, Mr. Mandla Shuz Mazibuko, just to find out what are they doing this year as far as our schools football is concerned. Uh, you, you, you should be aware that there is obviously an, a matter with SAFA. It's before it went to arbitration, so we're going to get into that after this quick break. Let me also just give you a quick cricket score. The Proteas are up against Pakistan in Durban at Kingsmead in the second of five ODIs. And uh, as I want to give the score, they go to an 
ad break. It happens all the time. But the last time I checked, the Proteas were on 162-45 in the 35th over. They've been set 204 runs to win. So they need 42 runs of 95 balls now. And Rasif van der Dersen and uh, Andile Pechukwayo are in the middle. They've put on 82 uh, for the sixth wicket after coming together with the Proteas struggling on 84-5. So they've moved the team now to 162 for 5. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Still speaking to Mr. Mandla Shoes Mazibuko. Mr. Mazibuko, now you've mentioned some of the programs for the year, but have you been able to do your, your job to the best of your ability with these shenanigans that you mentioned going on on the side? Yes, uh, 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 Tabiso, uh, uh, let, 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 let me state this and clarify you and uh, the listeners. We, we're having the two departments of sports, uh, recreation, South Africa, as well as uh, education department. Uh, they, they, they run the joint programs. Mm. In fact, they are responsible for putting together those programs. But those programs are not run by them because as government, government cannot run sports. Government will create an enabling environment for sports to happen. Then there comes the school sports structures. Uh, uh, it's not only something that is happening in, in, in schools football. Uh, uh, education department and sports and recreation put together a program which must be run uh, whether it's netball, schools netball will run it, produce whoever and take it to netball South Africa so the line would happen with athletics schools athletics will do the same uh, take this debating over to athletics South Africa so yeah it must be also schools football which has been the case doing the same and handing over the baiting uh, uh, to, 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 to the Federation Safa, who would then ensure that those uh, players continue up to the various junior national team levels, and uh, they also go to eventually Bafana Bafana. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that is where we have the challenges, uh, that uh, you, you, you have various people wanting uh, to create confusion in that space where SAFA, who is our mother body, and I must put on record that we do not question that. We have never challenged it. We don't also have a problem. We have been members of SAFA, but when then SAFA decided to say that they, they are not happy with certain things that we are doing as SAFA, instead of sitting down with us to, to, to address that, they, they took a very unfortunate uh, position to say, no, they are running over, uh, taking over the running of schools football, and which became unfortunate. And that is why uh, I'm saying that that becomes a serious challenge, that whilst we will be continuing to run the program, even even if the outcome of the arbitration come and is not in our favor, it's not going to change the price of cheese, because schools football will still be run by schools, school teachers and, and the school sports structure. So where, where is the matter now? The last time we spoke to you, it was supposed to go to arbitration in front of Advocate William Mukari. Not uh, not William Mukari. Remember, on that score, when uh, we agreed on Advocate William Mukari, mm-hmm. Safa protested and said, no, they're not happy with him, although he, he came from their list, but oh, they, yes. they said no, they were not happy. We eventually uh, agreed for for the name of Advocate Manenje. Mm-hmm. So Advocate Manenje uh, presided over this matter, and we were expecting the outcome uh, at the beginning of January. The latest we were promised would have been the 15th of January. I think today is the 22nd. We have not heard anything. And uh, we were getting worried because this matter has been dragging on since... 29th March 2015. It's almost four years now. Mm. And you'd init- so you had initially won the court case after Safa, as you said, wanted to strip you of the responsibility to run schools football. They later made their intention to appeal, which was withdrawn after talks between both parties. On what conditions did they withdraw their appeal? <coughs> uh, well, I, 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 honestly, I can't tell because for me it was, uh, and for us as Safa, it was just the delaying tactics. 
And, you know, justice delayed is justice denied. Mm. Uh, that's why even now we can't tell what is holding now the, 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 the eventuality. Of course, I can't blame Safa. They are not the ones that are, are delaying the announcement in this case. But in as far as your question is concerned, you know, they've been playing delaying tactics. Maybe they thought in the process some of us would fall by the way. And I must say to a certain extent, they, 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 they are tactic won because in the process we have lost valuable resources. And that's why one reason that uh, McDonald's could not renew was that they would have preferred that this dispute was no longer in existence. Mm. Because they, some do not want their brand to be involved in some things that are not, you know, uh, the purpose for which they are they've involved themselves in the first place. Okay. So uh, we 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 lost a number of uh, uh, good administrators. Remember, Tabiso, we are only volunteers. Yes. We're doing this for the love of of sport. We're doing this to to plow back because this is the expertise. We were trained as teachers. We also benefited from many, many FIFA and CAF administration, uh, referees, coaching courses. That is, the, the number of teachers have gone. So we cannot sit with uh, that uh, wealth of experience and expertise and then unable to give back. But to do that doesn't mean that I must be the president. I will still contribute, irrespective of whether I'm president or not. All that should happen or should not happen is that Safa must give schools football the space to run, like they're giving university, like they're giving a PSL, and all the other stakeholders. And they should focus on their own members. Once we agree your initial question, youth football versus schools football, they go hand in hand. But Safa must then strengthen its LFAs mm. to take these kids when they come out of school and make sure that they play club football and youth football after school and also as well as uh, 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 during the weekends in their federations. And in that way, we'd be able to track and know the players that are coming through. Otherwise, we would have lost in Tiantia, for instance, who, by the way, is just the recent, the recent player who just came out of the McDonald's Cup. And by the way, we did invite Safa uh, to come on the show, but we did not get a positive response. Roxino, I'm coming to you shortly. Thank you very much for holding. I know you've been holding for some time. I just want to get this one to Mr. Mazibuko. After they withdrew their appeal, Safa, Mr. Mazibuko, they claimed victory after that. Were they right to claim victory or were you surprised by them claiming victory in that statement that they released to the media? Well, I'm not so sure uh, how you say uh, you can claim victory when the matter is still ongoing. I mean, maybe they were leading. I don't know. You know, in the game, you, until the final whistle, you can't claim victory. That matter is not even uh, adjudicated as we speak. So you, you can't claim No one can claim victory. In fact, football is a, is a loser here, and all of us are the losers. Mm-hmm. And, and some of us, before we put down this, because it's not worth uh, this fight, I must tell you, uh, some of us who are willing to say, no, we want to give way, but we don't want to give way in a cloudy uh, situation where people are not sure whether we are coming or going. We have been saying this, and I'm repeating it, that uh, we want this thing to be cleared. Uh, we have delayed also our AGM so that when we choose the new leadership, they don't start on the very negative and they pulling from different directions. Because uh, sports and football is bigger than all the individuals, myself included. Okay, we've got Roxina. Roxina, thank you for holding. Good evening. What's your comment? Hello, Roxina. Hello, member. Can you hear me? Yes, How we, are you? we can hear you. Fine. Thanks, a new member. I'm good, member. I've been following this fight for 2015 until now. I mean, both Safa and, and Mr. Mazibugada, I think between them, they those ones who doesn't have the interest of our kids at heart. I don't know this why they could just sit and solve this aside unless there's something to eat out of this because that can be only the reason or personal issues because really kids must come first here. So there's a problem for our football in our country. It's either somebody wants to eat 
or it is personal. They need really need to sort this out. It's been dragging for a long time now. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Roxino. Mr. Mazubuko, on that note, some have said that this is a political battle after you ran for SAFA presidency against uh, Dr. Denny Jordan. What's your response to that viewpoint? Oh, well, there's substance to that. I would not I would not want to say that's the, the main thing, but there is substance to that. That is that argument is there because our relationship turned sour uh, shortly after we, we stood to contest, uh, you know, and everybody that uh, uh, stood to contest was marginalized. Even even those who are not in schools football, all the regions that supported us today do not exist. They've changed the leadership. So that, that, that does not uh, lack substance. But I don't think I want to be swayed to believe that that's the only thing. Uh, because I think I will be, I will be irresponsible. Uh, 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 the reason that Safa gave, they could not stand the court uh, uh, argument. That's why they lost in court. They appealed, mm-hmm. they withdrew. It's in arbitration. Whether they will win or not, but the bottom line, what we're fighting for is not, I don't know whether somebody wants to eat, if there's anything to eat there, because there's nothing to eat at school there. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I must tell you that. But um, uh, what is the challenge here is, is the sponsorships. Mm. Is the sponsorships. I think modern personal and political is the sponsorships. Because when this thing started, Tabiso, uh, uh, you, you'll recall that uh, we, we suddenly... When Safa was saying we're talking how to address these issues, it was then the minister Mbaulula, the minister of sports, that there were issues. Suddenly, we were asked, no, give us all your contracts and so forth. We said, come on, really? Can you really? I mean, you can draw a parallel uh, with what almost happened with PSL recently, but I don't want to get into that space Mm. uh, with the outsurance and all those other, other issues. Uh, but one of the key reasons, if uh, because we were capable to bring in sponsors for schools, and those sponsors are not for them. And I'm going to tell you, Tabiso, a number of sponsors, you know how they would work, because they are used to the relationships we had. Yes. They have been saying, if you guys are still around, we will, we will stick by you, because we are satisfied. I mean, your FIFA sponsor, the Coca-Cola. The Danone has been around, and they say we'll stick by it because we can see the results, and we are happy. We're just worried equally about these uh, uh, politics and shenanigans. However, we're asking you guys, don't drop the ball. Because it's easy for me, Tabiso. I can drop the ball any time. I could have done that a long time ago and say it's not worth it. But you know what would have been the problem? The majority of school, of schools that participate which are, are your kids, mine and yours, the township schools, where our kids participate in, in majority in our events, they would have nothing. They would have literally nothing. And uh, that, is, that is the reason that we say we don't want to be judged by history, but we hope the outcome, whichever way it comes, will, will force us to sit, because we must, at the end, sit together and say, we like it or not, there is schools, schools football is a win. And when these kids pass, they go to university. You see diversity uh, 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 football on, on TV. It can't be run by, by Safa. Hmm. It can't be run by, and it will be run by that structure that is meant for, for, for that purpose. So that is all that way. Whether they choose Mazimugo uh, uh, in charge of Safa after these uh, coming elections or not, there must be a harmonious working relationship otherwise we are heading for uh would still have this problem of struggling with produce solid players they go individually but we hope to to get to vision 2022 how do you do that when we have not started the syllabus mm. because uh, you don't just go and write that thing in metric without studying and, so this is the process and before those 2013, that 2013 um, election, that Congress, were there any issues? Because we covered a lot of the tournaments that were run under SASFA. They were very successful. The Coca, Copa, Coca-Cola, the Danone, McDonald's, Milo was involved. You were even, you were the first guys to also do something about age cheating. And it seemed like it was a battle that you were winning at the time. You explained your programs and how you were trying to curb this gouge of age cheating. Were there any issues before that? 
No, there were no issues, but let me say that the one sponsor that was crucial that was also a, a program we're running was the Motipe Cup, yes. one of the biggest tournaments. Mm. And you'd hear uh, people like Safa claiming that now they are in charge of that. It's not true. <laughs> After 10 years uh, running that program with Safa, Mutsipe decided also to, to, to broaden the horizon. As we speak, Mutsipe Foundation is having a partnership with the Department of Education because they are now involving schools netball and schools football and the choral music. And, and th- that fight in between, it's no longer the relationship, it's not with SAFA. The sponsorship is purely with the Department of Education. So we will run what we run during uh, uh, the year and come at the end of the year when the kids must go to the finals. You find other people coming and say, no, we are in charge. It's, it's, you, you know, it's, it's painful mm-hmm. because those kids sit, sit with the teachers, the teachers who they know, they know how to handle. You know, some of the ugly things we hear about the so-called fly by night. Uh, 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 schools that happen somewhere, mm. uh, people that are saying, oh, Sifulai, Kolelana, the football academies yes, and yes, so forth. A lot of those. We know the trouble that happens. Because we are trained, we, 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 ha- we make these kids play, and when they get to the final, then you have some gentlemen who come and say, no, we are Safa, we are in church, we run, we say, guys, it's not worth fighting these kids as long as they benefit. So as things stand, we're running this thing for the sake of the kids and no any other reason. Mm-hmm. Because whether we like it or not, as teachers, the teach, teachers, you are forced, you are, you are stuck with those kids that school. Okay, Mr. Mazubuka, we have to leave it there for the sake of time, but I think you've given us a lot. You've given us a lot of uh, insight here. And uh, on Twitter, somebody saying Denny Jordan is playing politics here. Yeah? Uh, someone says Safa must come on air and answer and give their side of the story. Ever since you've had these conversations, Tabiso, uh, Safa have not been able to come on air. And once again, we did reach out to them, but they're not able to. But Mr. Mazubuko has been able to speak to us. Hopefully, we'll get Safa tomorrow. I do. Oh, okay, there's a message that comes comes in now it means that somebody was listening uh somebody it, it's coming from safa i won't say from who but it says that they are in cape town and uh hopefully we'll get them tomorrow or when they're available but mr mazubuko thank you for finding time to speak to us and clarifying this matter sir no thank you Tabiso, and thank you to your listeners as well that is the president of the South African Schools Football Association, Mr. Mandla Shuz Mazuboka. Hopefully, we will get uh, a response from Asafa when they are able to speak to us, especially after what they've had um, on the show tonight. There's a lot going on at the moment. There is uh, football and there is a cricket. Um, I don't know where to start. Let's start with the cricket uh, because the football is looking gloomy for some people. Uh, the cricket proteas are now on 183 for five in the 39th over. They've been set to to win by Pakistan in the second ODI in Deben. So it means they need another 21 runs now with five wickets remaining and uh, uh, just over 11 overs remaining. They should get there then thanks to that partnership between uh, Matauz and Rasif and Desen and Andil Petluguayo. And in football, there are two matches on the go. Uh, Orlando Pirates up against Barroca. At the moment, Barroca are leading 1-0 in Orlando. Um, it's almost 30 minutes in that game. And there's another game in uh, Tembisa. Uh, Mamelodi Sundowns up visiting Highlands Park. And Sundowns are 2-0 up there thanks to goals from Tapelo Morena as well as uh, Temba Zwane. They 2-0 up in the first 30 minutes. Let's leave it there then.